Alright, today, Be'ez Hashem, I want to go through uh, the next sugya. There's a drosha nechsam soifa, soifa, in the droshas of Shevavim, which is why we're discussing what we're discussing now, just in case those that are forgetting, we're discussing the Kedusha Zadibra, the Kedusha Zapet, which is Shevavim Inyan. So the Halik nechsam soifa in droshas discusses, when he talks about the Inyan of Shemir Zadibra, he says that we daven every single day. Three times a day we say these words, and we just said it in Dafayomi as well, in the Gemara in Brachas, Elokai, Nitzol that we should ask, we ask the Rabbani we daven to the Rabbani to guard our mouths from speaking badly. Ask some Soifa, what is the Pshat that we daven for Dafka the Peh, the mouth, more than any other Eva? Maybe we should daven that our hands don't do our various, our legs don't take us to our various, our brain, who knows? What, our eyes? Why dafka? And it's basically the first thing on the list, of that long list of a lakai, Nitzar, at the end of Shemone And we ask that our mouths, and some Sofa says, very simple. Because if you go through every other aver of your body, your mouth can accomplish more averis than any other limb of your body. And we'll speak about this maybe more when we get to the Sugar of Rosh Hashanah, how many Averas a person can be over from one sentence, from one schmoozing with somebody else, one phone call, and says, some sofa, that's why we specifically ask in our long list of requests for our pet, our mouth, and we have to ask ourselves, what are we doing about that to make sure that we don't spawn and stumble in that Indian. Now, there's a Posuk in Vayikuch of Hei Posuk Gedzayin that says as follows, and one should not pain the other. Fear God, I am Hashem your God. From here, says the Gemara, from this Pasuk we learn that a person has to be extremely careful not to say something that can hurt somebody else, that can bother somebody else, that can embarrass somebody else, that can insult somebody else. That's from the Pasuk in the Torah that the Gemara Darshans from there. Now, that's what I want to speak about a little bit just for today. Again, we'll get to exactly, I don't know if we'll get to everything today. Maybe we'll continue a little bit tomorrow. Now, we have this idea sometimes that when you say something to someone, so, you know, you say something that hurts him, eh, big deal. <laughs> He'll get over it. It's not the end of the world. It's very, very far from the truth. And the reason is because something you say, and we've said this maybe a few times previously, that something you say to someone can affect that person for years and years to come, and you don't even know about it. You won't even really, for you it's forgotten. It probably was forgotten the moment you said it. It's gone. Oh, but he remembers it maybe, maybe many, many years later. And I'll give you an example. There's a Posuk in Mishle, where the Posuk says, Yesh boita kimad kurois chorov which means like this, translation. One can utter words that are like a piercing sword, but the tongue of the wise heals. When Moshe Aaron Stern's Atzal, Shkiach of Kamenet Yeshiva, once said from this Posuk in Mishle that a tongue is like a loaded gun. That's what a tongue is. It's like a loaded gun. As long as the bullets are inside, they can be aimed at the right place in the right situation. After you shoot, you have no more control. After you shoot the gun, you pull the trigger, wherever the bullet lands, it's, it's already beyond your control. You could try, but it's already beyond your control. It says, It's the same thing with our words. Kolzman, they're in our mouths, they're in our brain. We can choose how do we use them, 
How do we say them? We spoke about the tone of voice. We could choose that. But once they're out, they're out. And whoever got affected, got affected. Now, I want to talk today about Onas Tavarim. Onas Tavarim. It's an interesting halacha. Those people that learn Gemara Bab Metziah will remember this halacha. But it's a Kabbalistic halacha and it fits very much into our sugya of Kedusha Sadibu. So, like this. There are two types of hurting Onas Tavarim. Not literally, but basically means hurting someone with words. So there are two types of hurting mentioned in the Torah. One is Einas Tvarim, hurting with words. And one is Einas Mamoin, financially hurting somebody. Okay, for example, like the Gemara says, overcharging. When you overcharge someone, you've hurt him, not in a physical way, but in a financial way. Chazal tell us in the Gemara in Bab Metziah Dafnun Chesam Beis and Ezoi Paskin Alocha in the Shulchan Aruch and the Tor in Choshe Mishpat Semin Reishchov Ches that which one is worse? You've got Oynas Tvarim, which is speech hurting someone, or Oynas Maman financially hurting someone. Says the Gemara, there's absolutely no shayla whatsoever that hurting with words is much harder, harder, much worse than hurting someone financially, simply because. Financially hurting someone doesn't hurt the physical person. You're hurting his money, you're taking away his money. And number two, that a monetary injury can actually be paid back. Hurtful words can never be taken back. Yes, you could do tshuva. And yes, you can get a kapara. But those words, as we mentioned, if you remember a couple of shurim ago, from the idea from the, the, the nails in the wood, those, those words can never be taken back. And therefore, you have to be careful. The Gemara tells us, scary idea. Says the Gemara that the Rabbi Shlonen gets extremely angry, kaviyach, or whatever that means, with a person that hurts another yid with words. Not only that, the Gemara tells us that sometimes the Rabbi Shlonen punishes a person through a shliach. He sends, the Rabbi Nishlonen sends someone to hurt someone, to punish him. Says the Gemara in Bab that if a person hurts somebody else with words, the Rabbi Nishlonen will repay that person, will hurt that person personally. The Gemara tells us, Bometziah and Testament Allah from the next daf over there in Bometziah, that a person that cries and davens to the Rabbi because he was insulted gets answered straight away. As the Gemara continues to tell us, all the gates are closed, except for the gates of Ainar, of someone that was pained with words. Now, the Gemara in Yuma Perikzain tells us, that a person that hurts somebody else, even if it's with words, I didn't do anything to physically, I have a chiv to ask him, mechila. Shochanah paskins this way. I have to ask him, mechila. A nurse to replies to kids, your own children. So be careful not to embarrass your own children. A nurse to replies to them like it applies to anybody else. Embarrassing someone, we know the Gemara and Bamatsi and this Daphne and Tassam and Aleph, as I pass on we learned this from the Sugya in, 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 in Sefer Bereshis, that when you embarrass somebody else, right? The Chazal tell us, When you embarrass somebody else, so number one, it was better to jump into a furnace, and number two, why we know this from the Mishnah Pirkei Avos? So we're dealing with very, very serious things. You know, we're dealing with things that Chazal tell us very, very sharp for the shyness about that. I want to go through some of the halachas to understand when is it motto, when is it also, and how to deal with it. So let's start like this. First of all, the Gemara over there again, Nuntesimnara talks about hurting a woman, insulting a woman. This is probably more negative to your wives, Mitzvah Shem. That when you get married, or even before that stage. So the Gemara tells us, the preacher brings it, that women get naturally more hurt than men, right? They're softer, they're more sensitive. 
they feel these things more, and therefore Chazal are telling us that a person has to be extra careful. You've got to be extra sensitive to when you talk to women, when you talk to your wife, to make sure you don't. And the Gemara says terrible things about a person that actually insults his wife, and she cries because of that. Right? Which again, women are much more sensitive. A person has to be extra careful. Uh, when it comes, Rabbi Yonah discusses a person being extra careful when it comes to Yusoyimim, or Almonus, or anything similar to that. Says Be'etzim the Chavetz Chaim brings it in the Sefer Chovas Hashmirah Rebbeinu Yonah Shavuot Gimel that a person has to be extra careful not to paint a widow, an orphan, or a ger because these people are extra sensitive. And continues Rebbeinu Yonah, a person that does insult or embarrass or speak hurtfully to a ger or a widow or an orphan is Chayiv Misa Bidei Shamayim. We're dealing with a very, very serious thing. Number, another thing as well, which I think is important to remember, the Chovetz Chaim mentioned this in the Chovetz Hashmira. People think it's only talking about words. What about gestures? Right, so the Chovetz Chaim discusses what happens if I don't actually say anything and make a face. Or I, I don't know, make a signal with my hand. Whatever it may be. I don't know, I can't make an example. You figure it out on your own, but maybe in your own, you know? You make an, 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 an insulting gesture. So the Chavetz Chaim and the Sefer Chavetz Hashmira Paskins that Oynas Tevarim applies in that case as well. I didn't say anything! doesn't make a difference. Even if you said zero, you're over on the Issa of Oynas Tevarim, which is a very, very bad Issa, as we have explained. Anything that's included in hurting another Yid is included in Oynas Let me give you some example. Okay, so a simple one is embarrassing someone. No, stop embarrassing a guy. Embarrassing someone is included in, in, in the Hilchas Oynas Tevarim. It's a Psyche and Shulchanor, it's a Gemara, and therefore a person will get terribly punished from such a thing. Another thing as well that the Gemara talks about is mentioning someone's past. And it's very easy to do. <laughs> I remember the old days, you, you, you were such a bum. Wow. That's terrible. That's Oynas Tevarim, and a person will be punished for that. You're mentioning somebody's past. You're mentioning something derogatory about him. Oh, aren't your parents like, you know, converts or something? You know, like, who are you to talk? Your parents are bali true. You know, people say stupid things and embarrasses that person. We don't even realize it sometimes. We're like, oh, come on, I was just talking. He knows it was a joke. So now it's tomorrow, it's a deraisa, and the person, will be punished for this. discusses about a person who um, says hurtful facts about himself or his family. Ah, I know your parents are divorced, right? Or, you know, oh my gosh, your wife is so lazy. You know, these are things that like, oh, it's just a way of speaking. No, no, that's called a for him. You're embarrassing somebody else, and that's also. Or, for example, you say to someone, wow, you've got a huge nose. That's, that's a nice one. You've just hurt somebody else with your words. Pouring salt onto a wound, right? For example, if someone has... Uh, come through a tragedy or something similar to that. And you say to him, well, huh, it's no wonder you went through that. Right? You did so many avarious in your life. Hashem is obviously, you know, paying you back. D- don't rub salt into wounds. It's also considered to be a nasty A snide remark, the Shulchan Aruch Harav, the Bal Hatanya, says that a snide remark is a nasty For example, you say to someone, ooh, that's a clean night, that's a nice shirt. Let's see how long that one stays clean for on you. Say some, some remark like that. You know, you imply something. Says the Aligabalatanya that is included in Oynar's Tavorim. A nickname. 
calling somebody a nickname, this is Mufurish in the Gemara in Shulchan Aruch and Chosh Ramishba, Simon Reish Chavches, that to call someone a nickname, unless it's already your dua and he's okay with it and you know he's okay with it, which is a whole different thing, but to call somebody a nickname if an intention especially is to embarrass him, hey chubby, something similar to that, is a person, again, unless you know that a guy's not Macbeth on it and he doesn't care, maybe he calls himself that, he wants everyone to call him that, I don't know, but that would be a shayla for an individual situation. Asking, oh, this is Murdi, the Rambam in Hilchas Mechira discusses asking someone a question that you know that they will not be able to answer. Not a case where you go up to someone, you ask a question, he doesn't know. Say that, everyone's allowed to say, I don't know. They come on, stuff. Hey, Omar Allah talks about that by Moshe Rabbeinu, right? But what we're talking about here is asking someone a question that you know that he will not be able to answer. He hasn't learned it, he for sure forgot it, and you know it's going to cause him pain. And if you're Dafka asking him, oh, you remember, like, you know, Daf Gimel and Tainis? Mr. You know, most people probably did Chazara and they know it, but I'm talking about the one guy maybe who didn't do Chazara. He might not remember it. And you're causing him sour and pain because you're right, it bothers him. He didn't do Chazara, he doesn't remember it. That's Ainas Devarim. Spreading. What's that? Or Rebbe It depends. If they're doing. to you mean? If he's doing it in order to Machazik the Talmud to try and do Chazara, and he knows his Talmud. Meaning he knows if he does this, the Talmud will get the Musa and do Chazara. Then that's beautiful. That's fine. But if he's doing it to get him, stam? Absolutely not. Discusses a practical joke. To, to make, to, to, pay, to, to play a practical joke on the expense of other people's entertainment is, says the Chsam Seifer, included in Einar's So for example, says the Rambam, to give advice to someone that will cause embarrassment. For example, someone says to you, Ooh, where do I get a clean? I'm looking for a cleaning lady. Do you know anybody that, you know, do you know anybody, do you know any cleaning ladies out there? So you have a great joke. You know a woman, and you're going to refer to her as a cleaning lady. They say, oh, call this number. She's a very good cleaning lady. Cleaning lady, right? So they call up the number, and they say, oh, I heard you're a very good cleaning lady. Yeah, obviously, it's a joke. But it's not nice. Because the, so I'm not, I hope I'm not giving you guys any ideas that you never had before. Right? It's not a thing to do. It's a nice one. She will obviously be embarrassed. It's a problem. By the way, stealing for a practical joke is also a nice one. Right? Somebody left his phone on the table. You went out for a minute. You put, your phone in the, you put his phone in your pocket and off you go. He comes back. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, what's going on? He gets all nervous. Who knows what's going to happen? He's going to, oh, I got it. Very cute, but that's a nice time. Okay, that's awesome. Scaring other people. Rabbi, so look up the Shulchan Aruch in Chosh Mishpat, Simon Tovchov, Sif Lamad Base. Tov Base, I'm sorry. He brings over there that if you scare other people and, you know, the guy was dark, whatever it was, um, and you scare him and you give him sour, that is a nice time. Right? That's one of the reasons that the Kohen Godel had bells on his clothing to warn people that he was coming so that nobody should get upset. The Sefer Uraim brings down to show an angry face to somebody else to upset him. Maybe this is one of the to your children or anyone else that you know would be upset by you showing an angry face. Like you get like really insulted and really upset. Like, oh my gosh, whatever. So that is considered to be a nasty vomit. To paint someone in a business setting, the Yorch Shulchan, the Balatanya, the Chavetz Chaim will discuss it. Talking about asking asking somebody who owns a store a price of something if you have no intention of buying. It could be other Shilas as well. It could be a Shila of Gnevis Das, Seder, but I know you're painting him. Here, here he is. He's all excited. He's getting a sale. And you're just joking around. Not allowed to do that. Obviously, if you're thinking about it, then obviously it's Mutter. But if you know you're not going to and he knows that you know as well and you're just going in there just to cause him pain, then obviously a person has to do this. I must tell you as well, Rav Vosna 
Ravosna in Shevet Halevi Chelik Zayin Simen Reish Chof Dalet. I'm giving you the Marmar Koymis because I'd like you to look it up. Talks about disturbing sleep, waking somebody up late at night when you go into the dorm or early in the morning. You decide to get up. I remember of Shimeberg, Marv Shiver of Shimeberg itself used to always talk about people that get up early in the morning before Shachwes. You know, they want to learn before davening, whatever, and they make a noise in the room. They're busy doing the Tzedes Adayim. He said, "That's beautiful." You're beautiful. You want to do it until there's a dime within Daladamas. Don't be machmon yenim cheshbon. Go out to the bathroom and do whatever there. Don't wake him up. And this is obviously the time for Shachos. That's something else. But stop at a time when he doesn't have to wake up. Don't wake somebody else up. But Ravosna has a tshuva clearly. And he says, it's not gezel shena. In Davakas. There's no such thing as gezel shena. Gezel means to steal. Steal is a shavaputa. Whatever. I'm not going into the union of stealing now. You cannot steal something that's not tangible. Right? Therefore, it's whole shayla by music. Is the is the gneva by music? It's not a tangible thing. Another shayla. We're not going into it. Abba Ravosna talks about the kenyan of disturbing someone's sleep. It's known as gezoshena. Ravosna says clearly it's absolutely not gezoshena. But don't worry, it's an isidoraisa by nastvarim. So you'll get, we'll get you for that also. Don't worry about it. Okay. So that is another very very important thing that we have to remember. Um, just very quickly, I know the Vorm does not apply. I think Shimon basically was Miramis to this. When you're rebuking someone, you're giving Toichachot to someone. Obviously, if it's done in the correct way, that he understands you're doing it because you love him, and he understand, and you know that he's going to take it, and he's not going to do an Aveo, as the Apostle says. When you're rebuking somebody else, there is no problem of an Vorm. Again, providing it's in the right setting. Um, a Russia. There's no Indian of Anastavarim when it comes to a Russia, except for a Tinnish and Ishba. Tinnish and Ishba obviously is not included because he doesn't know, and therefore it will be okay, and therefore that would theoretically be okay. But I think the basic Indian that we've discussed over here, and it could be we'll discuss tomorrow, the Indian of if you are insulted, how do you not answer back? And the schar for not answering back, that will get to Bezosrem tomorrow. But the idea basically is that we have to start, like we said in the beginning, when Moshe Aaron turns up cell, it's like a bullet. That Kolzman, the words are inside, you could choose which direction and the tone of voice you use them. But once they're out, they're out, and you can insult someone, and that insulting can last for a lifetime. So we're both saying, let's watch our words, let's think what we're saying, and basically the Rabbanisham will give us self to work on it and to do true as well. Have a good day.